0: Hi, everybody, it's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM-7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Does mental toughness mean just constantly gritting your teeth and projecting this hard exterior all the time? Well, today, retired Navy SEAL Commander Mark Devine totally destroys this myth with over 20 years of training elite warriors mark reveals why the seals practice authenticity humility and self-accountability as much as they do courage this episode had a tremendous impact on me and i think if anybody looks at social media they see these former special operators not all of them it's actually a minority that are like oh stay hard no matter what you know it's not reality we also discuss how great leaders avoid sarcasm rather focus on direct and honest feedback along with accountability. This is another fantastic episode with Mark. And again, before we get started today, I just wanna let you know that there was a little bit of audio issues on my side, but most of the 95% of this episode is Mark. So it's not gonna affect the quality of anything. I just want to be upfront about that. So let's get right to it. Let's lean in and learn from the best. I'm curious. I know a lot of people when they talk about mental resilience, toughness, there's a lot of this kind of grit your teeth kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. What's the role of vulnerability?
1: Yeah, that's a great question.
0: In being your best in high pressure situations or actually being strong in a difficult situation?
1: Right. Yeah, a couple of my uh, teammates are very famous for projecting that kind of like mental toughness is banging you know your fists on your chest and don't, don't ever quit yeah um <laughs> you know who i'm talking about i won't mention their names yeah and that's not what i promote i think you know it's kind of like you can only be hard for so long eventually you're going to break and so you need to have the, the hard and the soft right this is why yin and yang or stir which is the yogi version of yin and yang effort and surrender or projecting that i got this i'm in charge i'm going to make it versus what you call vulnerability or surrendering to accept what is. And that maybe their circumstances, and I would say always there's circumstances, you're just not in control. You're not going to be able to control what's going on outside of you. So you got to control what's going on inside of you. I use, when I teach Navy SEALs and, you know, I, I have to use a lot fewer words than this because not all of them are super smart in the beginning, you know, oh, come <laughs> you know on. Eight, an 18 year old guy from <laughs> there you an, go, Iowa, yeah. an Iowa farm. They're great guys and they're smart, but you know, they don't want to listen to a lecture so I, you know, I have to use like metaphors and parables, kind of like Jesus did. You know, I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, but it's, just, it's the idea. Like I have to break everything down Bar- Barney style. So when it comes to mental toughness and this idea of like hard, hard, hard versus, hey, man, you need to learn how to recover. You need to learn how to be authentic and vulnerable, right? That's where trust is built and that's where you don't break. And I say, listen, if, if your tsunami comes, would you rather be the mighty oak? projecting that hard all the time or would you rather be the reed who just bends and and pops right back up after the tsunami passes by mighty oak gets mighty oak gets washed away so the point is that you want to be both you want to be the mighty oak when it's the time to be the mighty oak like if you're standing up to a bully or if you got to stand up to a really hard situation and be in charge but you also want to be the reed to be able to like bend and be flexible and to be vulnerable and to let others lead Right. And to admit that you're wrong or to admit that you don't have the answers. They're both important and they should have equal play in your life. Now, from a temporal standpoint, in terms of like time, because we live in this linear time, I would suggest that the hard side of mental toughness, just like with physical, hard physical strength, takes a lot more time to develop and to maintain. Whereas the softer side, the yin side of receptivity and vulnerability is. Much more a matter of intention and willingness to just stand down, to just stop doing, to just take time to recover. You know, think about, you know, the locker room and the professional sports teams, right? It's all go, 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 go. But it wasn't until very recently where all the sports people, the the therapists, psychologists, your field said, you know what? We got to stop and recover and spend time with contemplation, spend time with massage spend time in the ice bath spend time not doing anything and so that's critical but it doesn't have to be you know an equal amount of time is where i'm saying it. if you spend eight hours a day doing physical training you may only spend one hour a day on on the recovery stuff and that's fine
0: if this podcast has taught you something about resilience and in any way has enriched your life please take a moment to subscribe and drop a rating Think of this as your way of giving a nod of appreciation and doing your part in enabling us to bring on great guests like Mark. Well, I mean, the good thing about recovery is a lot of it happens during sleep, so it's a it passive process. That's true. I think that people have overdone recovery. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a money maker now mm-hmm. where the highest yield things your point though, or like, you know, sleep and other things, but I do think it's very interesting. I wrote down like vulnerability takes a more conscious effort. It does. I don't know. It just takes a more conscious effort because in a lot of ways it's, it's humbling
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's not easy to be humble.
1: Right. I love that. So in fact, I would say it is humbling to be put in a situation where you have to be vulnerable if you aren't ready for it or if you aren't practiced at it. Mm. But humility is the practice or art of not having to be in control, which then naturally looks like vulnerability or acceptance, right? Or authenticity. So you could even just change it, right? So if you're a guy who says, there's no way I'm going to do that vulnerability shit, Right. And I say, fine, right? I, even in my book, during the wolf, I, I said, listen, Navy SEALs don't do vulnerable, right? It's not good to be vulnerable when you're surrounded by the enemy. But what it's important to be is authentic with your teammates. And authenticity to us means like you are what you say, what you mean, and you mean what you say. You get out of your own way because you recognize that the team is always smarter than an individual leader. So you don't have to be the one with the answer all the time. There's no possible way that you're always going to be right. You're always going to have the answer or you're always going to be the toughest or the smartest one on the team or in the room. So stand down and let someone else lead. And then furthermore, you're always going to make mistakes. If there's 10 people on the team, one tenth of the time, you're going to be the one that screwed up. So be willing and humble enough to be able to receive the feedback that you screwed up and you put the team at risk that's vulnerability when you're like, yeah, when you don't have to be the one to solicit that feedback or to be told where you say, Hey guys, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Whatever just happened, whatever that cluster F was, that was on me. And you know what, I'm going to take a look at why it happened. And you know, what did you see? Right. Help me through this. That's vulnerability.
0: What about humor?
1: Humor plays a big role in that. It takes, you know, initially like in the seals, the young teammates, uh, you know, when they go through a debrief, you like we debrief every evolution, every mission, and this is where we learn our authenticity and our humility and our vulnerability, so to speak, even though we don't like that term. And the young guys, you know, they take it personally initially, and then that becomes part of the process and the lesson is like, hey, this isn't personal. This is about the team and the mission.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you screwed up, it's about the team and the mission, right? Mm-hmm. So once they get through that and they realize that this isn't about them this is about the team and the mission and oh by the way this is making them better because if you don't look at your screw ups and learn from them then you're just bound to repeat them then they start to lighten up right like lighten up francis and then they and then they observe the older guys who have been through this so many times and they got this been there done that attitude that then just the humor just starts to naturally come out of that right And so humor can be an important tool but You can't use it until you've earned the stripes to use humor in in those intense situations. You know what I mean? You can't be like an attempt to diffuse energy coming from the new guy in the team. Those things really fall flat. But if it's spontaneous and it's genuine and generally comes from someone who's been run over a few times, then it's extremely useful tool in the team to develop resiliency and trust.
0: One of the things i found is humor is good. I think it's fun and the right situation. And, and, you know, in sports, it's not like the military, but people get fired all the time. So there's a bit more like you're out really fast. (laughs) The NFL, not for long, right? But like if it's always serious all the time and people can't have fun, they can't laugh at themselves. It's just a downer. Where I find the problem is when it crosses over to sarcasm. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's at somebody else's expense. And that's yeah. what I saw a lot from bad leaders mm-hmm. is that they would just like, they really enjoyed somebody on the staff making a mistake. And then they would um, just rib that person. They would just, you know, yeah. they would make it personal.
1: Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, those are the worst kind of leaders, by the way. That is negative. Sarcasm is very negative, And it really degrades trust in a team it may be funny but negative funny is still not positive right it's not good for the team sarcasm comes from low self-esteem right and conditioning like my father was very sarcastic and so i had to decondition my the sarcasm out of my mind and it took a while back to the barney style sayings you know i talked about fall down seven times get up eight Another one I use with my SEAL trainees is Feed the Courage Wolf. It's so simple, right? Mm. And it comes from the, the story, the Native American story of the elder telling the youngers about the two wolves that are vying for their attention, the wolf of fear, which resides in their mind, and the wolf of courage, which resides in their heart. And only one wolf will ultimately win, right, your attention. And they say, well, which one, they, which one will win? And the, and the elder says, well, the one you feed the most. So if you feed fear, and sarcasm is another form of fear, right? It's negative. If You feed it all the time, right? If you feed negative thinking, if you feed catastrophizing, if you feed anxiety by worrying about the future or worrying about this or that, if you feed the fear wolf by judging others and engaging in gossip and putting people down, if you feed the fear wolf by obsessing about news because you watch it like... I don't. I haven't watched network news in over twenty years. It's you know, it, it hurts my brain. Just if I walk by it in the airport, I watch it for like a few minutes. I'm like, "Ow, yes, this is awful." Right? <laughs> so don't do that. It's feeding the fear wolf, you are literally feeding the worst part. You're buying into it, and you're and you're tuning your body like a tuning fork to that frequency. Mm which is really negative, and negativity destroys your performance and ultimately leads to a degradation of your overall body, mind, system, and disease. It's absolutely crucial to turn away from that and starve the fear wolf by denying and ignoring all that negative energy. So you come across someone who's sarcastic on your team or even your leader. Yeah, I'm not saying you shut them down, or, but you gotta learn how to just ignore that and not let it in. Right, you come across someone gossiping and judging others, just turn your back and walk away. Turn off your TV, network TV. Don't ever listen to the news again. You'll get all <laughs> the information you need from other people. Right, turn your back on any negative people, and if if they're your family, that gets tricky. Then that's why you de- you got to develop kind of the psychological barrier where negativity just can't affect you. You become impervious to it. So that's starving fear, but simultaneously you feed Courage Wolf with that positive self talk and hanging around positive people and doing positive things like all those physical practices we talked about and box breathing and positive mantras. And so you slowly over time, you just raise the vibrational quality of your body and mind and you develop that kind of force field around you where you're impenetrable to anybody's negativity or even anything in the world that, ha- that happens as negative. Uh, you'll observe it, you'll navigate it resiliently, but it's not gonna affect you negatively.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you enjoyed the previous two episodes with Mark, we got one more coming. Be on the lookout for it. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode.